Hi everyone welcome to another episode of my podcast we have very special guest today joining all the way from south africa we got cast cat goss joining the podcast hi cat hi <laughs> so how are you doing this morning i'm good the sun is shining how are you i'm good how's how how is south africa these days <laughs> <laughs> cold and quiet <laughs> <laughs> right so uh, yeah. wh- how how is it going with the you know the pandemic and uh, lockdowns and everything is it relaxing or is it getting better no no we've actually just gone back into a slightly stricter lockdown we have record high levels of new infections with the new strain so things are shut down a bit more again now right Yeah I yeah. I also noticed there were some musicians also got uh, covid I I saw in facebook right like the the I think Marty from Hirat right and she was she was, she, she and her boyfriend also has covid right Yeah I mean every every second or third person I speak to these days lets me know that they've just tested positive for covid so it's a bit scary right. Yeah. yeah. So so Kat as a musician so when did you like were able to perform live what when was the last time? The last the last time was just before the pandemic like before covid reached South Africa we had a big metal festival here and I performed with Raksha so I think that was like a week or two before we went into lockdown. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank so you, it um, was a big one. <laughs> right yeah and um, <laughs> you know i i i i started this podcast because of the pandemic uh, because i couldn't go to i couldn't go to live shows anymore i couldn't see the band so i actually didn't know a lot about south, south african scene music scene metal scene back then i i i only knew like very few bands maybe i i only knew like walvadenia yeah. that's the only band probably i knew from south africa and uh, because of the pandemic yeah. i got connected with all these people and then i i know a lot of south african musicians now and now it's the reason we are also talking right <laughs> yeah <laughs> you started popping up everywhere on my timeline <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> so can can you tell me a little bit about your childhood uh, and uh, your your earliest uh, memory of music Sure. Uh I don't know what my earliest memory would be. I've been told and I mean I obviously don't remember but my first live show I went to I was 3 days old. My dad was in a metal band and my mom took me to to the show and I was apparently this 3 day old baby just hanging out backstage with my mom. <laughs> so, I mean my dad was a musician, my mom played piano um for a large part of her life. So there's always been a musical influence always always and when i was 6 i joined the choir just because i needed something to do and that's how i learned that i actually had some kind of knack for singing and it was since then i just knew that i needed to perform and i needed to make music <laughs> there was no other option right uh do you also have like do you also have uh, sisters and brothers 
who are also musicians? I have two sisters, neither of which are musicians. We're all quite different. I do know that my older sister played a bit of guitar when she was in high school, but I don't really ever remember seeing her or hearing her play guitar that much. So it's just me. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But but you have you're getting a lot of inspiration from your family and, and also support, right? Yes, absolutely. Everyone in my family is an artist of some kind. So we all kind of know the 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 ordeals of being an artist and we can support each other through it. Right. So uh, do you remember like what was your like back when you're growing up? Uh, what was your like favorite music and who was your like most favorite singer? My favorite singer was actually um, um, Amy Lee, because she used to be on like a kid's show. There used to be one of her music videos, like one of the music videos playing every single day. And I used to like wait for the music video to show. And then after that, I actually just listened to a huge range of music through most of my life. A lot of classical music, a lot of opera um, Red Hot Chili Peppers was a big part of my life right. <laughs> as well. Yeah. Yeah. Red, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Actually, one of the last shows I, I saw in 2019 was uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers played in Singapore. So it was a great show. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I mean, if I think back, you know, if I was at my mom's house, it would always be some jazz or Nora Jones or opera play. And if I was at my dad's house, it would be red or chili peppers or even ABBA, you know, modest mouse. So <laughs> there is always a large range to listen to. Right. Um, you, you mentioned, I mean, you were part of the choir, but uh, when did you like perform live, like as Cat Goss? Like uh, when was your last performance as a solo art? Like your first, first performance? My first performance was in high school, actually. They were looking for people to perform in one of the assemblies. And a friend of mine put my name down. I didn't even know about it. <laughs> and that was the first time. And I had never had any actual plans of ever performing solo. Because at that time, I was just part of choirs. Mm. Um, and, you know, performing solo is scary. But it was actually a lot of fun. And it's only now years and years and years and years later that I've really embarked again on a solo, a solo mission. Right. Um, yeah. I, I really enjoy the way that you, because you, you strip down your music so much, like it's just you and your piano. And uh, I, this really brings me back to like, like there were a lot of artists in the nineties, like Fiona Apple, uh, Annie Lennox yeah. in a way and then Paula <laughs> Cole and yeah. Bjork also right Bjork and like these artists were like where I was really into those female artists then they they had that sort of a vibe where it's the the sound felt bit dark bit darker and I think you're <laughs> yeah. darker but at the same time the voice it, it brings up that sort of energy and, and I mean how is that sort of influence came into your music um <laughs> i've often been told that i'm a little bit of a like a, a a creepy person i really love 
dark things and gruesome things and gory things and I've always been into it and someone actually said to me not too long ago that they can give me anything and it's like I flip a switch and I make it creepy or I make it dark and I really I don't know what it is it's just I'm very attracted to that kind of sound and that kind of experience <laughs> right right yeah and uh, I, I I also see like uh, I mean, I was, I obviously I'm following you on Instagram and I see most of your post in Instagram is this sort of digital art that you do is like, I, yeah. I kind of try to wrap my head around it. What you're, what you're <laughs> trying to say on this, all these pictures, like you, you normally don't post like your face, just your face. It's always, no. there's something there, right? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to say I'm just having fun with it <laughs> yeah. yeah so so do you do uh, I mean do you paint as well uh, no um, not for many years right. um, I have a great love for art my mom is a full-time painter and my sister's a jewelry designer my grandfather's an artist um, but I am into music and I'm into film and I just started playing around a bit with Photoshop programs and I just started having fun and I'm not one to easily take a selfie and post that so <laughs> I thought I'd rather create something that's a bit more fun for me. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've been, uh, you mentioned films so I've been, uh, I watched this uh, recently, I watched uh, Quentin Tarantino's podcast with Joe Rogan, he, he spoke about like three hours on that and he talked about all the, you know, he does this sort of uh, spaghetti western exploitation type movies, which is really fun, yeah. fun, right? <laughs> and uh, I've been yeah. trying to watch all these movies uh, that is influenced by him and it's, it's really, who, what sort of films you are into? Uh, a lot of Quentin Tarantino, actually. Um, a lot of Tim Burton, a lot of horror movies. Mm. Um, I really enjoy a very decent documentary. That kind of thing. And then I also really, really love comedy just because I enjoy having a laugh. <laughs> just relaxing and having a laugh, yeah. Right. So because if, if you love uh, Quentin Tarantino, you obviously... You have to watch like Robert Rodriguez or Eli Roth. Like it's it's all goes together, right? It's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't have one and not the other. Yeah, you always see that you know they're influencing <laughs> each other or they're connected somehow. It's like it's a whole universe of uh, Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And he's a funny guy. He has a very funny outlook on life. He's kind of like, I'll do and say whatever I want, and it's up to you to enjoy it or not. <laughs> right, right. He's not yeah. he's not giving into this uh you have to be politically correct and all that. He doesn't believe that he, no. he always believed the art should be whatever, right? You have to say you yeah. should be able to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you don't want to hear it, then don't listen. <laughs> right. So I, I also know that you did the theme for a short film as well. Yes, for Can Nightmare Narrative. Yeah. Can you tell me about it? 
Um, I was actually on his podcast as well. He speaks about a lot about ghosts and hauntings and things like that, which is something I'm very interested in. And I was on his podcast as well with Will Davis, who runs Nightmare Narrative. And then he let me know that he was working on a, a short film and music for film is something I've always been interested in because I have family who are who have been in the film industry their whole lives. Um, and so I just said to him, hey, well, if he needs music, I'd be happy to just compose a piece for him, a quick piece. And the deadline was quite short. I had like two weeks or something <laughs> to get it done. But it was really, really fun. And it's absolutely something I would do again. I had way too much fun with it. Right. I remember this uh, podcast episode. I think that's, that's sort of when we sort of like first got connected. And I saw that on your uh, on YouTube, uh, you were sharing about ghosts and like your personal experiences, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm actually, <laughs> it's really crazy because I mean, I've been on a couple of podcasts since then about the same subject. And it was just something that was an interest to me. And I like reading about it and reading up on it. And then suddenly I just became very involved in this whole um, sort of bizarre side of life and connected to all these people across the world who are also interested in it and I, don't, I just spiraled completely out of control for me <laughs> 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 I never thought it would be such a big part of my life and now it's like this massive part of my life actually right I mean it, it, it's so amazing these like the times now right that where you can actually there are there is a set of people who talks about all these different things now, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, no, and it's almost like no matter how weird you think you are, you're always going to find someone who thinks and feels the same way you do. <laughs> right. Which is um, really, really cool, actually. You just have to sort of know where to look, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so Kat, uh, your first, uh, the song, the first song you release is called Dance of the Bat, right? Yeah. So can you yeah. tell me about that song, uh, you know, recording your like first song and writing your first song? Um, so all of this is stuff that I've learned during lockdown. Um, at, like everything, I mean, before lockdown, I knew nothing about recording my own music. I wasn't a very avid songwriter for myself. I knew nothing about um, releasing music or marketing music <laughs> at all. And so I composed Dance of the Bat, which was really cool because I've always loved the piano, but I've never felt really comfortable. And also with lockdown, I've had more time to spend at the piano and I became more comfortable and I learned a lot. And Dance of the Bat actually was more of, an experimental release for me I wanted to experience the process of recording something finishing it and then the process of releasing it so that going forward when I've got more music to release it it doesn't seem like such a big mountain <laughs> um, which is why there was actually very little sort of marketing for Dance of the Bat because I was really just putting it out there to see how it works and what it's like and how it would be received. Right. I mean, you know, that 
learning and understanding the whole process of releasing music and it 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 itself is a it, it's a big experience right yeah i mean if i think of what i've learned in the past year it's like it's mind boggling and i can't even tell you exactly when i learned it it was just a case of like i want to do this and i have to do this now i need to figure out how right and nobody else is going to do it for me so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh, so cat you are also uh, you also work with a band called raksha right so can you tell me how yeah. you got in, involved with that band and what's the status of the band now like what what you have done so <laughs> so raksha nate and i were briefly at the same music school and i was aware of him and we sometimes were hanging out in the same friend circles but not that much. And one day I was on a bus on my way home and I bumped into him on the bus and I was almost certain that, you know, he probably wouldn't recognize me or know who I was. And so I greeted him and he just said, oh yeah, he was actually thinking, he had heard some stuff that I'd sang before and he really, really liked the sound of it. They're looking for someone to do some female vocals on a track, would I be interested? And I mean, I've, I've, heard that a lot people have said that to me a lot and nothing's ever come of it so I sort of was like yeah sure that sounds fun you let me know and we'll make a plan and then he actually followed through on it and I was originally just supposed to feature on the one track um, but then the dynamic worked so well and the sound worked so well that it really was something um, he wanted to move forward with and they then asked me to be a permanent member of the band and I obviously jumped because it's like loads of fun and being on stage with them is like huge amounts of fun so that was really just like bumping into someone on a bus and something awesome happened <laughs> right so so uh, Raksha actually has so so has two two vocalists right you and Nathan yes right uh, so what have you done with Raksha? Have you released music with Raksha? So at the moment, there's the one track from the previous album, but we've been working on a lot of new music and we've had a lot of um, members changing. So some members leaving and new members coming in. And so there's been a, a sort of slight change in direction and we're working on some new music and it's been a really cool process. And so... Keep an eye out. It's on its way. <laughs> right. So how is the experience, uh, like, you know, doing your solo stuff, like piano-based, like, you know, very calm sort of music, and then you go and sing with a metal band? <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, it's awesome. You know, when you're on stage by yourself, it's really, really scary and you're expected to carry the whole performance and the type of music I do, the interaction with the audience is very different. Normally, with, with when it's just been myself performing, it's just a group of people staring at you, which is a really intimidating experience. But, you know, when you're performing with a metal band, the crowd is there with you and there's interaction and you're performing for them and they're performing right back for you. And it's just a completely different experience. And it's like so much fun. I would do it 10,000 times, 10,000 times or more any day, <laughs> any right. day. 
and I've always sort of had that side of myself. I'm a bit, I am a bit of a, a daredevil. And as a kid, I was always like jumping off of roofs and stuff. So I'm a bit of a, a wild child, actually. <laughs> so being able to perform some metal music to like wild crowds and having a good time on stage is just the best. Right. I mean, I, I can now think back like you, you mentioned, like you, you got really like sort of first influence was like Emily, like you like Emily and now. You know, like, you know, Emily, like this, uh, all this evanescent stuff and I, all the movie, like the Daredevil, I watched it recently and all the soundtrack is so amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I forget that the movie is so terrible, but because of the soundtrack, <laughs> I, I just watched, watched it again. <laughs> I actually, I often will watch uh, a movie or a series and then like the soundtrack so much that I'll go on Spotify and sort of find the playlist with the full soundtrack and just listen to that and just give up entirely on the actual film or series. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also saw this uh, YouTube video in, on your channel that you, you do this uh, cover uh, sort of acoustic song with Dave, David Curry, a song called Smooth. Yeah. Can you tell me about that song and who is the original artist of that song? So Smother is originally performed Mother, right? by a South African artist. Yeah, a South African artist called Craig Lucas. And I don't, and this is terrible, but I don't actually know a lot of the South African pop music. But I was driving with my mom one day and she listens to the radio and the song came on. And I just really, really liked the lyrics and I really liked the, the song itself. But it's obviously quite pop. The original is quite pop. Um, and I just thought I would really like to hear the song slow down a little bit and a little bit more acoustic because it's a very honest song and I like the lyrics and I like honest music. Um, and I mean, David Curry, I've known for so many years and we've often done music together and we've, we've done shows together and um, recorded music together before. So he just said, yeah, sure, like, let's do it. He's got someone who can film it for us. Um, and it was a very cool experience. It was also something that was new to me. I hadn't done anything like that before. So it was also something I could learn, you know, that could possibly be useful later on. <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, you recently released your latest EP, The Introduction, uh, which is a three-track three track EP. Uh, I've been listening to that uh, a lot. Uh, I I, lo I listen to those three songs uh, <laughs> songs a lot. And uh, <laughs> so, I mean, you 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 naming that EP as introduction. So, what are you trying to introduce on this? Um, when I started talking to people about creating solo music and um, releasing solo music, there was a lot of speculation of what type of music I will be releasing um, just because a lot of people know me from Raksha and before that a lot of people know me from being in choir so people know the classical side of me and the heavy metal side of me um, and there's been a lot of speculation and I am currently working on a full album as well that will release at some point so I just released this EP um, to introduce myself 
as a solo artist and give people an idea of what to expect from me. Obviously, my music will progress and change as I go along. But those three tracks are essentially the core of how I write music, how I write my solo music. Um, and I thought that would be a nice way to sort of give people an idea of what to expect and end the speculation and introduce myself as a solo artist. Right. And uh, the other thing is that <clears throat> you also you also named the tracks just just as song one, song two and song three instead of actually putting a title to that, right? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is actually something I do a lot. And I, I can't even tell you why. I named them originally Sung 1, Sung 2, and Sung 3 with the idea of later on picking a, a song title and like a genuine song title. But then, you know, the titles Sung 1, Sung 2, and Sung 3 really grew on me. And that's how I knew the music. And so I, I just left it that way. I, I felt like I couldn't change the titles at this point anymore but I don't do that anymore now I pick a song title when I save the project because otherwise it's just going to carry on from song four all the way through to song 5000 you know <laughs> <laughs> right right and, and, yeah <laughs> and then it's kind of uh, gets annoying when Spotify will will not show it in order like in <laughs> exactly <laughs> And I won't really remember which one is which anymore. If someone asks me about song 412, I won't know what they're talking about. <laughs> right. So, so these three songs, uh, how I understood and or how, how I understood or felt is that uh, the song one, you're, you're talking about uh, two people and then the song two, you're focusing on, on the women, women's uh, journey and then the third one is I felt that it's your journey. So that's sort of how I sort of understood. Uh, if you can sort of elaborate on 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 the on on this journey on the song. So I'm very influenced by um, stories that I read, and because I am intrigued by darker topics and sort of more gruesome ideas, that is a lot of what I read about and a lot of what I watch. Um, when I watch series and movies. And sometimes I will read or, or hear something or watch something that really sticks with me and will bother me quite a bit. And I'll often wind up writing music about it. Um, and song one is sort of written about this really bizarre thing that sometimes happens where like two people will meet each other and fall in love and just start like, at murdering people and that to me is like a really bizarre concept so it I, I attempted to put myself in the shoes of that type of couple and how you get to a point where two people happen to meet each other and have the same twisted desires and um just it's it's just a really weird concept to me that two people like that will find each other somehow and how do you go about reaching that point? Um, so that was song one. And then song two is largely based on the story of someone that I used to know who would go through huge amounts of 
turmoil and horrible things happening to her almost on a weekly basis. And somehow she would just get up in the morning and get ready and go to work. And that to me was like a superpower because had it been me, I don't know if I would have been capable of doing that. She really went through a lot. Um, and so I really wrote that song for her because I used to stay up at night and wonder how she gets herself out of bed in the morning and gets herself to work and gets herself to just sort of carry on. And the idea of, you know, it doesn't matter what happens, life moves on really came from that. Uh, it doesn't matter what happens tomorrow morning, you are going to wake up and you're going to have to carry on with your life. Um, and she was a big inspiration for me in that sense. Sometimes in the mornings when it's been a bad week or a bad day the day before, I just think of her and I'm like, you know what, if she can do it, you can, you can do it. You just need to carry on. And then song three is a more personal one. And it's largely uh, about struggling with my mental health. And I used to struggle with anxiety and I used to, I used to be quite depressed at one stage in my life. And I used to often separate that from myself and see it as a separate entity um, so that I could address it better as if it was separate from me. And I got to a point where I realized that it was like this for me. And I think it's like this for a lot of people. You become comfortable with your depression and you become comfortable with your anxiety because it it gives you something to fall back on it gives you you know that you're feeling something at least and especially if you're someone who's on medication you'll understand that a lot of the times if you're on the wrong medication or the wrong dosage you start to feel like you don't feel anything at all anymore and then when you do have a sad day you're almost relieved because at least you feel something and so I, I wrote that song as if that part of me was separate from me. And it made me feel like I could at least approach it differently because it's not me, it's somebody else. And it was very therapeutic in the end. <laughs> yeah. <Right>. <clears throat> so, uh, so can this, uh, I mean... The, the, the whole lockdown and pandemic and all this chaos how did did that uh, how did you deal with this you talk about you i mean talking talk about mental health and depression but all this because it 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 felt for me personally like i couldn't go out anymore i i had to just stay home and and i have to deal with like you know have a lot of work stress because everything was online and so how was how did you deal with the sort of pandemic in this situation I, it was very tough. I mean, when I went into the pandemic, I was in a vastly different situation than I am now. Um, but I think it really depends on how you look at it. The biggest thing with the pandemic and the lockdown is that you had no escape. You couldn't go out and sort of forget about what's troubling you or go out with your friends and distract yourself from your problems. You kind of were just sitting there and you had to face it. And, you know, I wound up getting rid of a lot of the things that were a problem in my life and that were stopping me from reaching my goals and stopping me from following my dreams and pursuing a career. And the things that really were 
the root of my problems and my my struggle became very clear because I had no distraction from it anymore. And And so I was able to deal with that. But I don't think a lot of people were that fortunate. Fortunate is not really the nice word. It was not a pleasant experience in any way. But a lot of people have not had the same experience. And a lot of people have not had the um, privilege of being able to get out of what is the problem and get rid of the things that are causing their problems. Some people have gotten more problems some people have lost their jobs some people have lost family members and loved ones so I feel very fortunate that my experience of the pandemic and the lockdown has been what it was right right yeah I mean uh, it it really gave gave that uh, you you had to do it like you have to deal with your problems you had to understand your relationships with your family your friends uh, because you never thought about these things before the pandemic. You were just like, you know, as you said, you get distracted with so many different yeah. things. Right? <laughs> you, you get frustrated. So you go out for the day and you distract yourself and you come back and you're feeling better. But, you know, actually the problem is still there. You've just left it alone for a while. Whereas with lockdown, that was just not going to happen. You had to sit there with your problems <laughs> and face right. them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually, one more thing that I did really in the, I really got into in, in the lockdown is I started uh, doing a lot of meditation and uh, a lot of yoga and meditation, which really helped to, you know, uh, deal with the, with that. So I, I think I came out of the sort of, or coming out of the pandemic <laughs> still intact because of doing those things, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, meditation is a great tool. I enjoy it quite a bit. Right. So you so you released the EP and you mentioned that you're working on a full-length album. So when 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 can we hear the full-length album when you're planning to put it out? <laughs> <laughs> Probably next year. Um, just because there's a lot of work going into it. Um, and there's still a lot of work to be done. And there are things happening between now and then as well. I have other projects that I'm starting and working on. And, you know, there's new music happening with Raksha as well. So there's a lot happening. But, yeah, my album should release sometime early next year. And I'm, like, beyond beyond excited for it. <laughs> it's been so much fun to just do my own thing and do whatever I want. Right. So how, how, uh, how, how supportive is the community in South Africa, especially the musical community or the metal community uh, with current, uh, you know, during these days? There is quite a bit of support. I mean, we have no choice. We need to support each other. Um, But it has with the lockdown and pandemic and pandemic become clear who are the more supportive musicians and who aren't. Um, There have unfortunately been quite many musicians who have struggled to the point where they've given up music entirely, which is so heartbreaking, so very heartbreaking. Um, But I do understand it. And then also there are musicians like me who have used the lockdown to pursue their music a bit more and work on it more um but yeah there's always a support structure 
there will always be a support structure. And I personally am of the belief of you cannot grow if you're killing everything around you. If you want to grow, you have to make sure that what is around you also grows. And so, you know, I won't get anywhere if I'm not willing to support other musicians and artists. And it's the same way around. And I think it's been very cool to see the support for my my work. It's been cool to see the support for everybody else's work as well. Yeah, we have to do it. We have no choice. any surprises from like you released your releasing your songs or do you look at the spotify statistics and see this any place that people are listening to your songs from these different places or you are you getting like <laughs> responses from people somewhere like you never thought that you will <laughs> yeah <laughs> very much so it's been quite a surprise um i mean i've always said you know, I don't, it doesn't really matter how many people are listening, as long as people are listening, but a lot more people are listening than I thought would. And throughout the world, I mean, cities I haven't even heard of, (laughs) you know, there's somebody there listening to my music, which is so cool and so terrifying at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I felt the same way, like when I look at the podcast, like the stats, and uh, it's like so many different countries, so many cities are like <laughs> listening. And I'm, I'm it's so curious, like, even, even when, as soon as I like release it, I see like after a few seconds, there will be a download. Like, wow, like is somebody really <laughs> listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel so well. It's like, are people listening? Why? <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> but it's it's so cool it's very very cool it's and it's always a surprise i don't think it'll ever get old right <clears throat> so Kat, uh, what's your message to the people who, who's going to watch this video and also people who support your music and to the people who support my music thank you so much it really means more than you can ever know anybody that has shared my music that even just puts a like or sends me a message to say that they're enjoying it it's the only reason I'll keep on going and to those who are creating just just keep going it doesn't matter what you do there's going to be somebody that loves it and somebody that wants to hear it see it use it just keep going nobody must ever feel like what they're doing is not important. It is. Our entire existence actually revolves around art. um, And we cannot afford to have artists of any kind give up on their dreams because the world suffers a great loss every time somebody does that. Right. So anybody you want to shout out to? Yeah, sure. I want to shout out to my dear partner Robin Ferguson for being incredibly patient and being my biggest cheerleader through all of this (laughs) and helping me through many a meltdown and the same goes to my family you know my mom my sisters my grandparents I have really really complained a lot through this process and had a lot of um meltdowns and a lot of self-doubt and they've always just pulled me right back out right back out and then again, to anybody who's been sharing and liking and interacting and, you know, thank you and sending me messages. Thank you. It's 
goes further than people realize. Right. <clears throat> so, Kat, yeah. uh, thanks for joining the podcast. I really enjoyed uh, talking to you. Uh, you know, we, we were, we, we, I think we got connected earlier, but somehow it got delayed. But I think it, it's good that we actually did it now that you, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, looking forward to more music. Uh, and I, I would also like to invite you and Raksha if you want to come back on the podcast. I would like love to have you here and talk about your metal stuff. You know, <laughs> metal sure. stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, uh, keep making great music and inspiring people and all the best. Thank you. Thank you for having me on this episode. I've been watching your podcast for ages and I, I really like it. I love the way you do it. And you have such a passion for music that I don't see often. So right. I'm very honored to be speaking to you today. <laughs> I was very excited this morning. <laughs> so, so tell everybody how they can follow you at, on social media. I am on Facebook as Kat Goss. I am on Instagram as Kathleen Goss. I am on Spotify as Kat Goss. And whichever one of those you click on will lead you to the next one. You, you can find me. <laughs> right. Kat, thanks you. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, have a great morning. Thank you. You too. Thank you. <laughs>